This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of, one that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. You know what I did by this year that I loved that changed me? What? My AMC Stubbs Rewards membership. That's what I'm saying, Diva. That's what I'm saying. Welcome to the family. Welcome to Nicole Kidman's family. We are almost at the end of 2022. Um, thank God. What a not that this was a bad. Not that this was a bad year, but like it just was a long year. I, I, in, you know, looking back at, at the year, because, spoiler alert, virgins, today we're doing a best of 2022 episode, and in looking back at this year, I just realized some things that I thought happened in 2021, or even 2020, were truly, like, six months ago. I had that experience when I saw my Spotify wrapped this year, which did, unfortunately, have Catwalk by RuPaul, and I remember, like, I looked yeah. at that, and I was like... Catwalk came out this year? Like, that made me feel ancient. Um, anyways. Yeah, this year did really, like, crawl by. Musically, were there were there any, like... I mean, we've talked about, like, a lot of our favorite albums, our favorite artists, like, from the year. Um, standing out to you, like, who was the artist or album that, like, defined your year? Like, who, were the, who was the first person that stuck out of your mind where, like, 2022 was about her? Because, of course, it was a her. Yeah, of course. It was. The, I mean, there are. If we're, if we're, you know, using Spotify Wrapped data and also my own internal data, there are were no men present anywhere. No. Um. Yeah, I mean, for me, obviously, we've talked about at length on the podcast. Ethel Kane really ruled. Yeah. Especially the second half of my year because. I didn't listen to Preacher's Daughter until pretty late in the summer hmm. and then was immediately evangelized by it. I mean, funnily enough, considering, you know, like the, the, the evangelical, evangelical <laughs> overtones of the whole album. Um, and yeah, I mean, we, we've talked a lot about, you know, kind of the big albums for us this year, which were, you know, 
Preacher's Daughter, Renaissance, um, the Willow the Muna album, the Muna album, Willow's Coping Mechanism, which I was obsessed with. Um, Dance Fever from Florence and the Machine was a big one for me this year. And also the live version of it that she released from her concert at Madison Square Garden. I've listened to a lot. Um, Some albums that I didn't really talk about on the podcast this year were I really liked Laurel Hell by Mitski. Mm. Um, It actually was the album that made me like Mitski, who for Mm. a very long time I just like didn't really fuck with. Mm. Um, and then more recently, I, I have always kind of liked Tubelo, but never like listened to her music like fanatically or anything. But after Spotify Wrapped came out, my friend Ryan told me that her song, No One Dies From Love was his number one, um, song on his Spotify Wrapped. Oh, wow. So I started listening to her album Dirt Femme, which came out this summer and I am totally obsessed with it. It's so good. Mm, I'm still in especially. Sh- I'm still in shock at that. That's how you pronounce it. It's it does. Tuvalu, 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 Yeah, the song "No One Dies from Love" amazing has a great music video. Grapefruit is like a banger about mm. eating disorders, which no, is no really. <laughs> oh yeah, you told me about this. That's a yeah. deep cut. That's like really raw material to to like kind of dissect and then crank through, I guess, a alt-pop music machine. Like, that's yeah. wonderful artistry. It's, it's a very fun dance album with, like, some really good songwriting on it. Um, also, I did did Charlie XCX's album come out this year, or was that last year? That was this year, yeah. It was Charlie XCX and Motamami came out around the same time. That was definitely a big moment. That the was one, obviously, obviously SZA, which we talked about last week. Great year for music. Anything else on your radar this year that we haven't really talked about? Um, no, you've named four of my top five, which were Muna, Preacher's Daughter, Renaissance, The Willow Album, and then SZA, which wasn't on your tops. The new SZA album, I think, is just immediately, I'm like, that's going to be a standout from the year for me. And we'll go deep into next year the same way Adele's album released at the end of last year went mm. deep into the next year for me. Yeah, I for me, like, Willow was, like, the underappreciated thing of the year. Like, I did not see any blogs talking about Coping Mechanism. I have not heard people talking about it. I'm, like, making people listening to this, listen to this album. I dropped someone off at the airport, and we listened to the album all the way through, and they loved it. And, like, I, yeah, I'm just, like, always, I want more people to listen to what I feel like is Willow's best work. So if you liked the Willow TikTok song, go listen to Coping Mechanism. Um, and then I think Ethel Kane, who I discovered this year through you, really also just defined the year. Like, I knew immediately that she was going to emerge as, like, this, like, favorite uh, internet celebrity. Like, she has the makeup of so many things that we want in a public figure, which is that she doesn't care about being a public figure and isn't interested in, like, the varnish of like, what celebrity comes with in America, and, like, but she still, you know, looks, she's still really fucking funny, really down-to-earth, and she looks great in the things she's being styled in in these photo shoots we're seeing, so, and she's so good at the internet. I just love her. Yeah, what I also really appreciate about her is, like, I've noticed, especially recently, as she's been ending up on a lot of these end-of-year lists, is she cares really deeply about the way that her art is perceived and has been spending a lot of time online 
calling people out or calling them in or whatever, mm-hmm. like trying to educate them about her music and what they might have missed in it. And like the fact that, you know, American teenager is like not supposed to be this like glorification of Americana. And if like, and if you see it that way, then you're really missing the point of her album. Listening to the lyrics. And, um, and even though American teenager was my top played song on Spotify this year, I have to say that my actual favorite song of 2022 is definitely thoroughfare. I think it's like my two top songs of 2022 on very different sides of the spectrum are Thoroughfare and Alien Superstar. Like that is, that is the pairing. I honestly, God, I didn't even think about best song in preparation for this, for this episode. Um, Thoroughfare definitely is, is like up there. It was something that I just returned to and played over and over and over again and, and couldn't stop. I think that like, I I actually don't I wonder if like Ethel is actually on like you know year end like best of list because she is yeah wow I'm seeing it like on a lot of like people's timelines but like I feel like she a lot of critics did not like the album because like the songs were too long and shit no she shut up like she was on Pitchfork she was on Rolling Stone I think American Teenager was on either either Pitchfork or Rolling Stone it was like the number eleven song of 2022. Wow, I honestly never, I, I never would have guessed, but I'm like really happy for it. And like, yeah, I, um, I, the the one that comes to mind is um, Jody. It was like one of those controlled deluxe songs that I just played over and over and over and over again um, on SoundCloud and on Spotify. And um, I don't know, like, there's something about the kind of like whimsical and like blowing through the wind like quality of that song that like I really felt like um I wouldn't say an anthem for the year because it's not anthemic at all but it thematically I was like this is what the year feels like I think that like runner's high was also one of those songs where Mm -hmm. I was like the year feels like runner's high which to me is like a standout from the whole moon album um and also I guess heated which is like the meme song an amazing amazing song I love heated yeah. Um one one more recent addition for me is um Spitting Off the Edge of the World from Yaya Yaz's album that they released mm. in September, which is the song they did Good with hit. Perfume Genius. An album that even though I'm a, a like lifelong Yaya Yaz um fanatic, I didn't really listen to until a while after it had come out, but it's an amazing album. Um I have to say that Midnight's did not make it into my top albums of the year, even though obviously I have been listening to it pretty nonstop since it came out. And like somehow like in the, in the two weeks between it coming out and when Spotify stopped collecting data for wrapped it, like it, it found its way into my, you know, top songs. It, you know, like we've, we've already had the discussion about it, but it, as much as I like it, I, I, these other albums we've been talking about and songs we've been talking about were just better. I feel like, you know, would have, could have, should have, like maybe would be on like my top, I was going to say top 25, but maybe like top 50 for the <laughs> year. But yeah, I just, the album did not, did not do it for me at all. And I, I honestly ended up muting a lot of the songs on Spotify because 
the algorithm was feeding me too much midnights and I was like I actually don't I don't want to listen to this again um karma I think is just like it, it is it feels like a song of the year to me even though I didn't love it that much just because it, it did really fit the vibe it's a song that we all emotionally if not comically like attached to and um I think pulled a lot of like the things that it's just like a very millennial song that I think that we latch onto that I can at least commend for being a really perfect pop song um okay well what about what about like movies do you have fave movies of the year yes um obvi obvi uh, a lot of which we've already talked about um I think Tars one of the best movies of the year um Downton Abbey a new era is Shut still up. reigns supreme as my favorite Shut movie up. of 2022 Alongside Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Orphan You're trolling. Do no, you I'm, really think I'm, it's one of the I'm best not, of the year? I'm not trolling. I, I'm not saying it's the, the best. I'm saying it's my favorite. And that is it's your favorite. The, oh, the critical oh, yeah. difference. I, that um, is a critical difference, yes. And Orphan First Kill, I really enjoyed. It was mm. one, of the, one of the most fun movie experiences I had this year. X and Pearl were both great. Top Gun Maverick. Um, Top Gun. And then a more recent edition, uh, obviously everything everywhere all at once. Um, and then a more recent edition, Avatar The Way of Water fucking slapped. It was <laughs> it was incredible. T- takes the cake. And um, I think I can say this by the time this episode has come out, because it will be out. But Matilda, the musical, which is, I, I believe, out now on Netflix, is really good. I cried multiple times while watching it. I'm excited to see it. Um, I feel like I saw the original Broadway version of Matilda, but I don't remember why or how. Um, the only movie that I really, you know, thought to write down for best of the year is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Like, that is a movie that, you know, we. I, there's nothing I have to add to the conversation outside of the fact that it's just, like, a movie that is invested in, like, pleasure and invested in storytelling and in marginalized storytelling but like at the end of the day it's about like pleasure and fun and adventure and like action and I thought that that was like a kind of stark difference between people that love when people talk about this movie in relation to Tar and how Michelle Yao and uh, Kate Blanchett are up against each other for best actress it's like Tar I also adored 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 but it was not necessarily an overall pleasurable experience like I didn't enjoy and this is just me personally I didn't enjoy all three hours of it I you know felt like it was art that I was consuming and and digesting and muscling through where something like everything everywhere all at once had the art while championing entertainment um and and me being entertained in the seat and I think that's something that just on a a personal taste level you know me I'm always going to be I I want style and I want substance, but I like at the end of the day, I want to make sure I'm having fun. Um, Interesting. To to that effect, or what do you want to say to that? Well, I just, I guess the the further away I get from the experience of seeing everything everywhere all at once in a theater, I'm not as kind of gobsmacked by it as I was initially. Like, I yes, I think Michelle Yeoh is incredible in it. I think Stephanie Hsu is amazing. Um, The guy who plays the dad also incredible I think like if I revisit it again maybe I'll have better language to put this in but I like I don't know let's just say this I think Tar is a better movie than everything everywhere all at once and it's and it's certainly like for my taste just a movie I enjoyed more 
You know, and they're t- I, and they're totally different films. If I'm gonna exactly, they're totally different films. If I'm gonna be extremely truthful, I'm gonna kind of agree with you a little bit and say that Tar put the pieces of the plot together in a way that was like had a mastery that was that that everything everywhere was not that interested in. Right, the the Daniels I think were really invested in like experimentation, and so components of plot and character development were kind of put on the side to prioritize action right and I and so I do actually agree with that and I also if I'm gonna be really hairy I will say just on an awards level that what Kate does in tar is something that the Oscars will adore and love and prioritize more than what Michelle Yeoh did which was to me on the performance level extremely different but if I'm evaluating it on my own kind of like metric I feel what Michelle did was triumphant and a retrospective of her work that was long deserved. And I think that added thematic meaning to her performance that was, at the end of the day, more powerful than what Kate did. But again, I'm just like being kind of esoteric about it. No, I agree. And I think you're right. And I think when... I think it is extremely likely that Michelle Yeoh will win Best Actress at the Oscars. I think it's deserved. I don't think it's necessarily deserved just on the merits of her performance in the film. I do think, as you said, it's about her career. It's about her getting this recognition that she's long deserved, especially when Cate Blanchett literally already has two Oscars. Like, she doesn't need it. But for my taste level, like... I enjoyed her performance more yeah. and and I think Tar just does more with its premise than everything everywhere all at once does like I actually kind of the again the, like the further I get away from it the more I wish that everything everywhere all at once had like doubled down on its own world building and tar like obviously it's not like a sci-fi movie but it is so deeply entrenched in it in the world that it builds and i just it's just more my taste as a movie but they're both fantastic films both fantastic performances by amazing actresses and like who cares about awards anyway but it was a great year for the movies yeah, who cares about a war? It's funny, like you say, Michelle Yeoh. It's like, is she? She's. It's extremely likely that she'll win, but like, I feel like it's more likely that Kate's gonna win because she. I think in Tar, she has. There's more to observe on the level of like her as an actor. Maybe I don't even yeah, know if that's true. But, but like, but we see this happen with yeah with awards and that. It really is, especially the voter, when you think about the voting body of the Academy, especially, like, it is Michelle's time. Yeah, it is. She's, I think she's, I think she's going to win. Unless, like, they split the vote and Michelle Williams wins for the Fablemans, which I don't think is going to happen because I hear that, I haven't seen it, I'm not going to, but I hear that it's a very insufferable movie. I believe it. I okay. I have to say, you know, it, 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 just with other movies, I, you know, when I was trying to pull together like what my list of from the year, it's evident that like I'm really a girl. That's like my favorite movie is just like the last movie that I saw, and I can't stop thinking about Triangle of Sadness. I really can't, and I, 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 I cannot wait for you to watch it. Actually, it's like streamable now. Maybe you should rent it. Oh yeah, you, I, I you, totally. When will. When you have three hours to three hours to. To sit through it. It's the um, kind of movie it, that I'll probably watch over... Since it's streamable, I'll watch it in 
two sittings, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Wildly entertaining. You could watch it in three. It's it's a three-part movie, and each part really feels like a new movie. It's, like, kind of how I feel about it. But I don't think on the craft level that it was, like, the best movie of 2022 or whatever. But I think the reason I say it's one of my favorites is because it tried so many things that I had never seen before that were subtle but still commentary, successful while still being, like, um, rambunctious, like, you know, not afraid to make mistakes on, like, the storytelling or character level. And um, just, like, image it. Like, uh, there's there's a set piece in the middle of the film that I already talked about you will love. Um, I I can't stop thinking about that movie. So definitely definitely a standout for me because I didn't actually think I was going to like it that much. Yeah, um, I was actually very surprised that you loved it as much as you did. It just felt like a movie I wanted to write. You know what I mean? I think when you can see how much fun the writers are having, which I think describes a lot of things on our like movie and show list this year, um, that's like when I'm when I like remember remember stuff. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Let's let's make a, a little a short little pit stop in Rose's book corner. A little pit stop. Um, I you know I read a lot this year, not as much as I as I wish I had. I will say if I'm looking at the year thematically, this was the year for me that I really discovered and became obsessed with queer historical romance. Um, <laughs> I've read a lot of it this year. Um, mm. Some of it I've already talked about. A Lady for a Duke was incredible. Um, 
uh, pretty much any book by K.J. Charles. Um, and then some other books I've talked about already are Her Majesty's Royal Coven by Juno Dawson, I think is probably my favorite book that I read this year. I've talked about it mm. before. Um also, the Captive Prince trilogy, which we did talk about on the podcast before, but I, I believe it was cut in an edit. Um, it is a sort of like alternate history um, slavery romance. Wait, this isn't the one you were reading on Fire Island, was it? No, no, no. That was um, <laughs> that was a different <laughs> gay another another cor- another course at ra- another cod beast ripper <laughs> cod beast ripper. Yes. Um, <laughs> And um, uh, something that I'm reading recently that I'm really enjoying is a book of short stories called Salt Slow by Julia Armfield. Um, mm. I have always been a short story girly, and I it's it's a really good way for me to break out of a reading slump, which I have been in recently because I just finished a book that it took me basically a month to read because I really wasn't enjoying it. And I've been trying to empower myself more to stop reading books when I realize I don't like them. I have a really hard time doing that because I'm a finisher. Um, And unfortunately this book that I actually was like really excited about reading just wasn't good. And it took me a long time to read it. And so I wanted to read something that I could like consume pretty quickly and would get me back into a reading mode. Um, And so that book of short stories, which I actually found because it was on, um, the reading list that Florence Welch put out when she was releasing Dance Fever of books that had sort of like inspired the Mm. album or books that she read while she was writing and recording the album. And it's a a, a lot of like really great, like dark little short stories. So I definitely recommend it's, it's very readable and like, Mm. like just kind of fast paced. Readable is my vibe slash that was me when I read the heart the, the heartstopper books that you left. Um, I can't even remember why you gave them to me. I, I think I because like, I wanted you to read I, them because you like you liked the show. I think I had. COVID. Oh, you had COVID. Yes, I brought yeah, them over yeah, yeah. when you had COVID. Yeah, I had COVID. Um, so I think honestly, so I don't I don't I don't read as much as Rose. The virgins probably know this already. I used to be an avid reader. I made a resolution to read more this year. And I did not. <laughs> um, I really did not. And I, I don't even know if like I, I I was like, oh, it's okay. It'll be next year's goal. And it's like, ugh, I just need actually to to regimen it. You have to make time for the things you want to make time for. And that's like where I'm at. But the book that I read the most this year crazy enough, is this book called The Greeks and Greek Love by James Davidson, which is a kind of like queer, not queer, it's like gay male love in um, Greek history and examples of it throughout mythology and time. And I read a lot, a lot, a lot of that book in preparation for our Greek mythology episode. But then after we recorded our Greek mythology episode, I kept reading it. And, you know, for as research for another writing project thing. And like, I just forgot how much I fucking love reading about Greek myths and Greek history, queer Greek history. Um, So if you have, if you or if the virgins have any like recs in that regard, like I would love to read more. Um, The only other book that I like really like defined, the book that defined my year because it's the book that I remember the most reading and underlining is this book called Do Nothing by Celeste Headley that I've talked about on the pod before that's about the invention of the workforce and why we need to take more vacations and learn how to enjoy idle time and enjoy when we're not working. Um, 
Yeah, and it's definitely, definitely changed my outlook on life and personality, and I think a good book should do that. Um, obviously, I'm more of a nonfiction reader than than Rose, but like fiction, I want, I need to get back into fiction. I miss good prose. Well, I also think, I think you can be a little kinder to yourself about not having the time to read because, you know, yeah. I definitely have found that I'm reading a lot more than now that I live in New York again because I'm reading mm. on the subway and the subway and you know like living in a city where you don't take public transportation as you do in Los Angeles you really have to be very intentional about reading because yeah like I love reading on the subway because it just makes the the commute go by faster and so I think once you're back here eventually you will put that into practice again also read in the bath and yeah. As someone who has a lifelong battle with insomnia, reading before bed is really helpful, but kind of only if you're doing it with an actual physical book, not an e-reader, because something that that is really bad for me is looking at my phone a lot before bed, because it just kind of keeps my brain going. Although I do love to read fan fiction before bed, so I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what to do about that. Love some nighttime fan fiction. Um... Okay, I, th- I'm like, I, I had a hard time thinking about like oldies but goodies, but like I also realized that two of mine were Glenn Close influenced. Um, I watched the first season of Damages starring Glenn Close and Rose Byrne, which is like a lot of people, you know, always talk about in the context of like best TV shows ever put out or most popular TV shows or like whatever. Um, this this show like predated like the prestige TV movement where like movie stars were like migrating to TV or whatever. Like Glenn Close did it before, you know, Nicole Kidman and all them did big little lies. And I think that like, I had never, I'd always heard about damages as like something of a punchline in conversation, but I'd never actually considered it or even knew what it was about. And the first season sucked me in. I watched it in like maybe over the weekend um, and yeah, it was, it was, you would love, it's her and Rose Byrne, Rose. And I, I actually think it has I do love Rose Byrne. Yeah. And it's literally just like a, a procedural, well, barely procedural, actually. It's, it's not procedural, actually. It's, it's a true, a true, a true like linear narrative about like this law firm that's ext- obviously, you know, corrupt and murderous. And, um, I loved it. It reminded me of how I felt when I watched Scandal, but it, it's like maybe better written than Scandal, um, at least the first season. I also loved Fatal Attraction. Our Fatal Attraction episode was so fun to talk about when we when we did it with Obsessed. And, like, that was a movie that, like, I could not stop thinking about after I finished it. Oh, yeah, I'm, same for me with Obsessed. It, it, yeah. That is one of my oldies but goodies. And yeah. I was reminded of it recently because Obsessed is a Christmas movie. It is. It, there's a Christmas party. Maybe it. I'll watch it this week. Yeah. Twice okay. in one year. Yeah, tis the season. <laughs> um, did you did you buy anything that you really liked this year? Like, <laughs> did, did, you... did I buy anything, <laughs> girl? <laughs> anyone anyone who listens to this podcast knows this is a podcast about <laughs> consumerism and capitalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is, yeah, yeah, this is a podcast about consumption. This is a story, right, but it's this is a story it, about control. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it's um a critique. Obviously, we're doing it knowingly. You know, we're 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 very in on the joke about how we're corrupt capitalists. Sure, right? sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I like. Should I go now and see how many essence orders I made this year, or is yeah. that sick? <laughs> 
no, because a lot of the thing the things that we buy on Essence aren't even Best Buys. Of They're the not, and, like that, and that honestly like, is is a lesson I should learn. Is because yeah. nothing I bought on Essence this year ended up in my Best Buys of the year. Um, no, but I don't think so. Some things that did are so recently I have been you know radicalized as a as a secondhand buyer as like a, a thrifty vintagey girl. And mm. so I bought a bag recently because of TikTok, because I saw someone on TikTok wearing it. And it has become kind of my go-to everyday bag. It's um the Coach Ergo bag. I think, I mean, just like any vintage Coach is really good because Coach leather is amazing. They're, the way that their bags are made just like really, you know, withstand the 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 test of time. And it's a great shape. It's sort of like a hobo bag. Mine is brown. And like, even though I wear a lot of black, I I also like to throw brown into the mix. And it's just like a great staple. Um, I will say another non-beauty thing that I bought this year very recently that I really love is my air fryer. I I was so opposed to it. I was like, I'm not going to be one of those bitches like cooking everything in an air fryer girl it is the best fucking thing because it means i never have to use my oven like i can just anything i need to cook i just pop in that little bitch that you can see right there on top of my fridge it's the best i've been making you know i bought a package of those pre-made tall house cookies every night when i'm like watching tv i pop four of them in the air fryer they're done in like six minutes it's amazing So nice. I I love I love a life hack like that. A, a little life hack. Oh my god. Um, the thing the th- the beauty product that I love that I now wear like most days is um. There's this brand called Dieu Dieu D I D I E U X. Um, they have this moisturizer called moisturizer called Instant Angel Cream. I had found like almost every component of my skincare routine, you know, for a time except for moisturizer. Moisturizer was the thing where I was like, I'm still figuring out what I like, and I love this Instant Angel Cream. It's great. Okay, so I I have used it as well. I bought a tube of it a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. I I like it, but, okay, what is it What is it that it's doing for you? Because it's I, kind of... Because I couldn't kind figure of out... It, like, right? It's fine. It's kind of fine. It's For me, it's like not too thick, not too thin. It gives me a, a dewy glow that I like, but it's not overt. It just, like, helps me. It, like, makes me feel refreshed. And, yeah, it just kind of checks all the boxes. Because what I was finding is when I was, like, doing, like, you know, Tata Harper moisturizer, like, all these other things, it's like it either had too much shine or it was too thick or it was too thin or it's like very Goldilocks and very specific Mm. to like my what I want out of a moisturizer and I think the same can be said for like others yeah um no I actually I actually think you're right I think that's like when I used it I I think that when I was done with the tube what I was waiting for was this moment where I was like oh this really improved my skin or like whatever and in fact actually what i should have been thinking was like this for a month i did not have to think about the kind of moisturizer i was using i just used a pretty good moisturizer morning and night and like you might you actually might have turned me back around i might i might buy another tube the key is just to combine it with like a vitamin c treatment right like i I think that's like what 
that that's the thing that I think helped me like just incorporate it into my daily routine. The only other moisturizer that's even come close is the Dr. Jart one that comes in like a yellow tube. That like is like you know I think not a, not as good as the interesting. One, I'm I'm currently off vitamin C. I've stopped using oh, it. I love that. Oh, I'm off vitamin C these days. That's so LA. You can take the girl out of LA, but. <laughs> Um, on the subject of skincare, I do mm-hmm. I did discover um, a face wash that I loved this year. Um, so if you if you are anyone is in the market for one, it's the Carez um, Greek yogurt face wash. It's a really good foaming Greek facial, yogurt. Yes, it's a really good foaming facial cleanser, and foaming cleansers are great um, if you have uh, clogged pores. And I use it, it. My routine is I I double cleanse. I do an oil cleanser and and like a cream cleanser and that is just like the best kind of the same with the do it's just like no nonsense it does what it's supposed to do don't really have to think about it yogurt is an underappreciated scent and flavor as well one one time i doesn't it doesn't taste or smell like yogurt it just kind Uh, of like (laughs) is the consistency of yogurt it's yogurt consistency and i think maybe they use Yogurt, yogurt in the, in the formula. I don't know. That can't really. That sounds crazy, isn't it? Like, wouldn't it clog my pores? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, girl. <laughs> I don't know. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. So Rose and I were trying to think of like fun categories for like our best of and I wrote down 
best substance, primarily because I tried, you know, microdosing psilocybin this year, which is like, you know, mushrooms essentially. And it really worked as a holdover before I got onto Lexapro, which obviously works better. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but like, I, I do recommend it. Did, um, it, this did it work? Psilo psilocybin or Lexapro? Oh, Lexapro. No, no, no. Psilocybin. Psilocybin, yeah, I, I saw an actual noticeable difference. It's just like extremely subtle, extremely subtle. And it's something that you only notice over the cor course of taking it for like about a week or so where you're like, oh, like my brain is like a little different. And, and I don't know, I, I think I'd be curious. Anybody that has like tried it or read about it or watched a documentary about like mushrooms and stuff, I think that like, I don't know. I'm. I, it's very new science, and so I'm always interested in it. But I also have Rose. I had never done Cialis before this year. Cialis, Cialis. How do you pronounce it? Cialis. Viagra. Cialis. Vi generic via generic Viagra. I had never needed it, but now I'm on like so many kind of boner stomping pills. <laughs> well, that I was. Do you, like do you have a hard time maintaining an erection? I've never in my life had a hard time getting an erection ever. And now, as of this year, because I'm on I'm like, I, they all deter my libido. And I had multiple sexual encounters this summer where I was like, oh my God, I, I can't get it up. And I've never had this problem before. And um, this last week, I, I didn't have a problem <laughs> because because of this magic drug that everybody talks about. <laughs> Love that um, for you. That is kind of garbage. Um, did you have a substance of the year, Rose? I guess I would say melatonin because I am, like, as I said already this episode and have talked about before, I have a lifelong struggle with insomnia. And I definitely over the past couple years have had, like, a bit of... Um, a, d a dependence on um, Ambien and other like prescription sleep aids and have really mm -hmm. been trying over the past like six months maybe to wean myself off of them. And melatonin has been helpful in that it's not foolproof. And like, of course I would love to get to a point where I don't need anything to get to sleep, but I just don't unfortunately think that's in the cards for me. I think this is something that I will be dealing with for the rest of my life. And so I would at least prefer to do something, to use something that my body naturally produces um, rather than, you know, like a chemical that is like tranquilizing me. Right. Yeah. Always, uh, not ideal. Um, I, I, well, wait, while we're on the talk, topic of substance, actually, um, Phoebe, Phoebe gave us some, some category ideas and one of the ones she came up with was best moment when you made a deal with God. And I feel like I saw God when I was in that K-hole on Fire Island. But did you make a deal <laughs> with God when you were in that K-hole? Absolutely. Because I don't because if you did, I don't know if you made a good deal. Cause no. you 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 were in that moment I was your God. Uh, you you mistake me. I made the deal in the like I was holding on for dear life. I, I had a moment of clarity where I was like, I am gonna die. I thought I was gonna die, and I actually have never had a near death experience quite like that. And I did. I was just like, God, please find me. Oh, and I and there she was, 
<laughs> I also had a moment where I made a deal with God similarly when I thought I was going to die. And it was when I finally got COVID in October, uh, I uh, woke up one morning and couldn't breathe because my nose was so congested that I couldn't breathe through it. And my throat was so swollen that I couldn't breathe through my mouth. And I uh, really, I woke up choking and thought I was going to die. And in that moment, I made a deal with God. Um, and <laughs> and actually, the deal was um, getting on Paxlovid. And <laughs> the deal so that was, was, dear God. So that was my favorite substance of the year, was Paxlovid. <laughs> Paxlovid. The deal was, dear God, please let me live, and I promise I will not change anything about my life or behaviors. It will stay the same. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, did you have... Uh, Favorite favorite TV from this year? Obviously, as anyone who listens to this podcast knows, we talk Why about TV. Why was it Interview Interview the Vampire? We talk I about feel like was TV the length. one. Yes, I I think Interview with the Vampire was my my favorite show of the year. Um, we've we've talked about we loved House of the Dragon. We loved Severance. I loved The Gilded Age. We loved The Dropout, and we also. Loved, and we didn't talk about it last week after the news came. Yeah, we didn't. F-Boy Island, rest in peace. I will never forgive you, HBO Max, for taking it away from us. I truly want to go to the, like, Warner building and protest. It is not right. It's not okay. It's not fair. I truly, like, would start an insurrection over it. To that, I, I, I completely agree. It's like one of the greatest reality TV shows that you and I have ever watched. A competition reality series that is like, should be a standard. Honestly, it, it, I, I don't, I have no, I mean, obviously we know that there's like a lot of fucked up things going on at Warner Media right now. And that's why this is getting canceled. Legendary was definitely, a, it's as I've already said on the show, one of my favorite TV shows of all time. It was one of my favorite shows that I watched this year. It was canceled at the same time. Fuck that. Um, fuck HBO Max. Sorry. I mean, you are my girl. I love you, HBO Max. But, like, why did you need to bring these... You need to bring these girls back. Like, come on. Like, Legendary... Like, there just needs to be more shows like that. Um, and uh, whatever. Anyways. I want... Okay. I want to give out a special... uh, A special honor. Um, Mm, this... I... I've created an award, um... Ooh. And it's it's the Azalea Banks Icon Award for the for longest voice notes. Oh, the and inaugural, the inaugural <laughs> Azalea Banks Icon Award. Just because you know Azalea Banks is a is a big fan of talking for a very long time over multiple mm-hmm. Instagram stories, and so I feel <laughs> like she would um, no, she would hate us. Well, she I mean she actually has like come for me on Twitter before. Um, oh. but, but um in her honor I'm awarding this award this icon award to you Fran because you frequently wow. send me voice notes that are um, like a minute 40 seconds or like 2 minutes and 7 seconds or you'll se- you'll send like like 3 2 minute long voice notes in a row. Mm, I will. I will do that. Some maybe not three, but probably no two, three at least three three. Yeah, three, three. two. See, I would. I uh, see. The thing is, if I asked you to name to to describe anything that happened in any of the voice memos, I'm not sure we would be able to decipher which one. <laughs> no, but I but I know you. I have received them. <laughs> one thing's for sure is I have received them. Um, the only one I can think of 
right now is the one where that I send you after listening to the Phoebe Bridgers <laughs> song that's on the new SZA album, where I was like a little stoned and like describing a spiritual experience I had for Rose at like what was her time, three o'clock in the morning. Um, I love sending voice memos. And honestly, the virgins at home are going to be hearing this and they're going to be like three minutes. That's nothing. Because when you're queer, the girls send eight minute voice memos. I'm glad I'm not that girl, but like queers be doing that. I think what the cadence should be is like lots of short little voice notes back and forth. I like lots of short little ones as well, but I, but I, you know, it's hard to get in. It's hard to establish a back and forth with someone because you never know if they're available or like, you know, you just like send it and see. Cause when it's two minutes, you're basically leaving a voicemail. Yeah. I mean, that's, that is what it is. Like, we don't do voicemails anymore. We do voice memos, which are better. Yes. Okay, so Phoebe also asked our guiltiest pleasure of the year. I mean, we've already established we're not, we don't feel guilty about the things that we find pleasurable. Right, which I love. I think it's like, it's a kind of, uh, it's a a pillar of the show is that we do not feel guilt about our pleasures. But, but like, if I were to, I mean, like, aside, essence sales aside... I do, my car is, like, uh, an, a large expense that I cannot afford. Um, and yet, it's the first car and only car I've ever owned. Slash, might be the only car I own for a very long time. And I'm not going to have it in a few more months when I move back to New York. And so, I've been, like, really, really enjoying what is a kind of costly monthly um, thing. I have a similarly vehicular somewhat guilty pleasure or i guess if we're calling for saying an indulgence now that i'm back in new york city i'm taking a lot of cabs i am i girl after i puked my brains up yesterday morning before my hair appointment you better believe i was not taking the train (laughs) to get to the salon oh yeah it's or um i did take a taxi one night i was at my brother's on the upper west side and i took a cab to brooklyn (gasps) from the upper west side i did take it with his friend who was also there who also lived in clinton hill so like we rode together and split it oh but i also on thanksgiving i got a ride home from connecticut with some extended family members who also live uptown and i took a taxi from the upper west side to Brooklyn, but it also meant that on Thanksgiving night, I was home by 1030 watching Gilmore Girls. So I don't regret it at all. I honestly, the money is worth it. Like, it's worth it to me to not have to sit on the subway for an hour. Look, time is money. Time Time is money. I would say that is the thing that I most frequently spend money on is like comfort and time. Yeah, those are the things too. And I, you know, I said time is money kind of like facetiously. Like I, I, it's actually like less time is money and more that like time is more valuable than money. Time is the most precious resource we have. And I will do anything to have more of my life back. And if I have to pay for that time, then I will. Um, and there we go. Uh, did there, is there a, is, did you have like a best porn? I don't know if I have a best porn. 
Um, I guess I my I best porn would be that the one that I watched with Tarzan and Milo from Atlantis. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Did you see that there's been a new drop of Aladdin having sex with... Wait, who was it? Let me pull up my... I need to know because it's actually... It really hit our spots. And also, like, all the trans-lesbian centaur porn that we sent each other. But, like, not, not, you know, as as something I actually uh, pleasured myself to. Oh, wait. Is this the print... Oh, that's, um, that's the guy from Tangled. Tangled. Okay, it's the guy from Tangled having sex with Aladdin. Okay, will you text that to me, please? I will not. I will not. On a professional level, I can't. Sorry, I'm playing Girl. right now. <laughs> um, that actually is, is a great addition to the best porn of the year. What's sure. your favorite porn of the year? Honestly, it's it's less less favorite porn of the year and more like favorite porn actor is Chirac. So it feels kind of basic because Chirac is like everybody's favorite porn actor. But like... Shrock has really like he 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 checks all of my boxes and I do return to like a lot of his like videos and he has the like dominant rough top thing while also being really kissy and really tender and really soft that I just don't really see with a lot of other porn. Um, and on top of that, he in the middle of the crisis that's happening in Iran right now, like Shrock's Instagram is almost exclusively like sharing and resharing and amplifying information about what's happening in Iran. And like, you just don't see people in the industry doing that. Like he's literally killing his own algorithm and, and shadow banning himself because he wants to like protect and amplify the things that are going on in his country. And like, that is like sick as fuck. And the porn actors that I do love are the ones whose personalities I, I fall in love with online and the things that they stand for are always amazing. So That's go beautiful. you, Shrock. Well, it re- truly has been a year. And, you know, big thank you to all of you who listened to us talk every week this year, who followed us on Instagram at Like a Virgin for 2069, who filled out our survey. We love you. We hope to um, just keep making this show for you for as long as you want to listen to it. Um, and we hope that maybe Like a Virgin was one of your favorite parts of 2022. And be. will be in 2023 as well. Thank you for listening to our show this week and this year. Um, as always, please follow us at Like a Virgin for 2069. We'll see you in the new year with new episodes, new guests, new topics. Um, you can find me online anywhere at Rose Domu. And you can find me at Friends Squishco anywhere you like. Like a Virgin's iHeartRadio podcast, our producers Phoebe Unter with support from Lindsay Hoffman, Julian Weller, Jess Cranechich, and Nikki Etor. Until next year, bye! Ow!
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 